welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto. Today, I'm ranting about leadership. So before I get into this episode, I first want to talk about how I just smacked myself in the face like five times trying to set up my boom arm for my podcast. For those of you who don't know, I record my podcast in my bedroom on the floor because this is the room in the house that has the most stuff in it. Like the this room in my house is quite embarrassing compared to the rest of my house, which I like to think is styled because I live in Florida. And I think I've talked about this before, but the home we live in in Fort Lauderdale, Florida was built in like the 1950s. It might have even been earlier, which is scary. <laughs> and it's been updated over time. Like I think it was originally a 2-1 or a 3-3 now. And these homes were built as vacation homes so there weren't any garages there's still not a garage like we enclosed a carport and made that a bedroom the closets are tiny there's like no closet space and uh, yeah when you have a kid and two dogs and you're married and uh, your husband's super into like building stuff and tools and things and you like books and so you have so many books and um the house is just the house is just chaos and it's built up and So this is the space in our house that like we keep that door shut and no one goes in there except for us to sleep at night. So that's where I record the podcast. And um, so sometimes getting set up can be quite a mission because I like have to put the arm away and then take it out. And, you know, anyways, so getting set up tonight was quite funny. I also have a new computer. So like it was like not recognizing anything. But, you know, that's my rant um, on on that because we're going to rant about leadership today, but in a good way. I'm excited to talk about this because leadership is something I wanted to do as soon as possible. And by that, I mean, I graduated from college, but in college, I was always like, I was president of this organization or like, you know, in group projects, I was always the person leading the project. Like, I just kind of have always gravitated towards that. Any like leadership positions in anything I do, I like it. I like being in control. (laughs) Um, So that has forced me over time to like, learn about being a leader, becoming a better leader, especially as there was like conflict. Because that's normal. Not, I don't think everyone is necessarily a born leader in the sense that they have the skills that they need to be the best leader they can be. And I'm still learning and growing. Like I'm not the best leader I can be probably not at now or ever. Like we always have room to grow, things to do, so on and so forth. But we can do development. We can focus on things that are going to make us better leaders. And so today's episode was inspired by a couple things. It was inspired by like the fact that I'm just so in love with the team that we have right now at Brain Good Time. It's just been, it's been awesome. I could cry. <laughs> I love them so much and I love everything they do. I love their their passion and their integrity and just all things good that they're doing to to grow this business with we all have like aligned goals. It's great. I'll definitely talk more about that. This was also inspired by a book I read a couple of years ago um, called Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. If you've not heard of this book, I'm going to link it in the show notes. I really recommend this read and I'm going to read on the back cover why. So it says, since the publication of Extreme Ownership, we've heard from readers across the United States and around the world whose lives have been strongly impacted for good. They've told us how implementing its principles changed their lives and made them better, a more productive employee, a more supportive spouse, a more engaged parent. 
Once people stop making excuses and stop blaming others and take ownership of everything in their lives, they are compelled to take action and solve their problems. The principles are simple, but not easy. Taking ownership for mistakes and failures is hard, but doing so is key to learning, to developing solutions, and ultimately to victory. Those who successfully implement these principles will run circles around the rest of the world. I could not agree more with this statement. And reading this book is really cool. I'm actually holding it right in front of me again. I like dug it up out of my my husband's desk and I'm going to read it again here soon because number one, again, always learning and growing. This book is is thick. I can't remember how many pages. Let's see. It's it's over 300 pages. But it's also just like I can't absorb all that information and retain all that information, but you can re- you can retain the principles there. And then number two, like I don't know why. I was not a military kid. I didn't really know anybody in the military, but war stories absolutely fascinate me. And what's really cool about, I think, I'm, I don't, hopefully I don't butcher this, but Jocko Willink and Leif Babin were like part of some of the original original Navy SEALs. And they were over in, uh, I'm going to say those names wrong, but they were in some really crucial battles back after like 9-11. And so they've seen some stuff, <laughs> to put it lightly. And the principles that they used as Navy SEALs totally carry over into business and the cool thing about this book and about and I'm going to get into this episode I promise but the cool thing about this book and the owners of Echelon Front so Jocko Willink and Leif Babin they started a company when they left the Navy SEALs training businesses how to be more effective leaders and like fix organizations from a leadership perspective and so again this book is incredible I really want to talk about how like I've applied this to my business and how I've become you know, someone who takes extreme ownership as best as I can. I'm not perfect, but I really attribute, you know, this book and the mindset and the principles that come out of it to the success of our team today and just my mindset when it comes to so many things about leading. So now I'm going to dive in (laughs) to this episode. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. All right. So let's just, let's just start here. When it comes to being a business owner and having a business, obviously, you have, you have clients. Like that is how you make your money. Your clients pay you whether you're B2C or B2B. The first stop I want to make here is that if a client isn't happy, the first thing you should think is not, well, how could they not be happy? I do everything for them. There is always an underlying reason to why they're not happy and you have control of that. So in, in a sense, <laughs> if they're not happy, what you need to do is think about what did you do to cause that? Or how could you have prevented their unhappiness? One example is we recently grew our team. And so some of our existing clients are now being introduced to new people and having to kind of change the way they communicate with us to be more efficient and effective. And there's some frustrations that come up there with not knowing who to CC and not knowing like how to just communicate now because there's new team members in place. And so the issue there or where I could have done better is a real strong breakdown of here's who you communicate with and why. Not just here's this new person. She's in charge of this, blah, 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 blah. You need to really spell it out for people. If a team member misses the mark on a deliverable, so if you have someone on your team that you're managing and they like completely fall through the cracks on something and you have all the deadlines in place, you have everything, like you think you have everything that they need to complete the task, where might you have been able to provide them with more resources to make sure it was done and not just done, but done correctly? Because there's so many spider webs from that. Like if they did a task and it, they did it and there was issues, or if they did the task and, um, or if they didn't do the task and it just sat and sat and sat, like Is there a capacity issue in their life? Do you need to communicate with them? And that kind of leads me to my next point, which is when it comes to keeping clients happy and your team happy, possessing those strong leadership skills is really key. 
And usually mistakes and problems boil down to miscommunication and lack of communication. As leaders, like we really have to harness those things. Funny enough, though, all conflict can be attributed to a breakdown in communication. Literally all conflict. My, I can hear my husband going, literally. He makes fun of me when I say that. <laughs> but all conflict is a breakdown in communication. Every single conflict. Have you ever sat there and been like, I can't believe they treated me that way. Why would they do that? And then you go and vent to your business bestie about it or you go to vent to like your friend about it. But when you think about it, you're sitting there and you're just making assumptions when really you don't, you may not have the full story. And like, that's where like confrontation comes into play and like, like communication, communication comes into play there. You don't understand the full picture. Both of you have your sides of the story of how you feel about it. And there was a breakdown in communication that caused that conflict. (sighs) Look at me being all therapist. (laughs) I am not a medical professional. This is all just stuff that I've experienced and learned over time and read in books. So enjoy. But what I want to get to circling back to when it comes to keeping clients happy and keeping your team happy, like I was saying, leadership is key. Possessing strong leadership skills is key. So in case you're wondering, my leadership style has previously been aggressive in the brain, weak in application. So in my mind, I'm that one who's like, oh, I can't believe we're doing that. Let me go vent to my friends. And like anyone listening to this who hears my events still to this day know that that's true. And nine times out of 10, it's like, I don't want advice. I just want you to listen. And I just want you to like empathize with me because I'm frustrated, but I'm going to go take action and do what I need to do to make sure this gets resolved. <laughs> And then weakened application just means like in the moment, if I'm in front of someone, I have a hard time like coming up with the right response on the spot and like pausing to think about things like nine times out of 10, like they're going to stare at you if you just sit there and you're like silent and not not reactive to what they're saying to you. So, I mean, I've been working on that over the years, but really it's about like taking a deep breath and and then understanding where was this breakdown in communication and how can I like effectively get to the bottom of this. But yeah, I've just never been that person who's like really good at thinking on the spot in tough situations. Like the comebacks always come to me later. I'm that person. And my thoughts like really need time to process and formulate that appropriate response, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. We all learn and grow. But um, moving on, my first stab at leadership in the team member sense was my first business and the first hire I made which I thought the time was going to be sales like I was like listen I hate writing proposals let me hire someone to handle sales I was very vanilla to the business owning game I thought everything was black and white I thought I hired this person to do sales here are their goals. They go and do it. We meet every two weeks and they're not hitting their goals. So I'm going to let them know I'm not happy and that I expect more. And it was kind of like as black and white as that, because on one hand, I didn't really understand sales. And on the other hand, neither did she. I made this hire because I was like, we're going to get along. (laughs) And I almost just gave away information that would have revealed this person's identity, which is like not the point. So anyways, I just, I really liked this person. I was like, she... (laughs) is bubbly, outgoing. Like, I just felt like this person was going to be a really strong fit. And so, you know, taking ownership step one is like, I shouldn't have pulled the trigger on her early on in the interview process. But I did. And so, okay, what could I learn from here? It wasn't until I took extreme ownership of situations 
situations. That's 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 it. It wasn't until I took extreme ownership of just situations that I realized really like where change needed to happen. In that particular situation, I needed to take ownership of these situations. Take a shot every time I say situations of turmeric juice or something because you're probably listening to this midday. Good for you. <laughs> so these were what I needed to take ownership of. Number one, the team member needed proper sales training. At the end of the day, I made a hire based on like personality, not skill set. So that's my bad. I should have provided proper sales training from the jump. Number two, they also needed more time to be confident in our offering. I didn't really have a robust like sales or like training system for who we are and what we do and what are our methodologies and like here's what you need to emulate and and so what that resulted in oh my gosh was like being on sales calls or being in person and cringing at like what this person would say about um you know like anything that had to do with what we offer and then having to constantly correct and and that's again me taking ownership of the situation right there that I didn't provide her with that knowledge so I could cringe all I wanted but at the end of the day it was my fault The next one was that their sales goals changed too frequently and we weren't sticking with something long enough to see real change. Instead of like allowing that person to provide an input, I was just saying, okay, let's do it this way or let's try this or let's do this next thing. And so in that, I took ownership of like, okay, I didn't give her enough time to like see if something worked before we changed it again. I was just too eager and too reliant on that position, like really needing to work. I could do a whole nother podcast on that. (laughs) And then the last one is I got too personal with them and I blurred the lines between friend and employee. And I take ownership of that. I Here's the thing. I was like, this was my first real hire in my business. I had no one else to talk to about the business. I didn't. This was at a time when like I wasn't in the online space whatsoever, barely in it today. I didn't really network digitally at all. I didn't have many other friends who were business owners. And so the first chance I had someone to like be with me and sit with me like I'm going to talk to them about everything and then that turned in that blood into personal life and like same with that person and it's just you can't you can't go that far you can't go that far especially in business because again lines get blurred it's not cute that's my opinion and I'm taking ownership of the fact that I crossed that line so today this was like Oh my gosh, let's see. This person left the company in 2020. So this was three years ago. So today, my leadership style relies on complete transparency and blatant desire to make sure that not only our team, that their values align with the business, but that they fully understand what we're doing and why we do it. My team is open with me and they share their goals and desires. And in return, I'm open with them. They are privy to the numbers of the company We have quarterly meetings where I share everything. I'm like, this is what's going on in the company. Here's what happened. Here's what we're going. Here are some opportunities. Here's areas for growth. Half the time, everyone's silent, which is fine, but it's there and they know about it and they can absorb it and do whatever they want with it, take active change. But at the end of the day, they all do such a great job. I'm like, it is what it is. They have clear goals in their line of work and it aligns with my goals and the company's goals. And that's just all I can ask for. I also take extreme ownership. If you haven't been able to tell by now, (laughs) if there's a mess up within our organization, the first thing I do is reflect on where I might have slipped up first. If I can't identify it, I'll still blame myself because at the end of the day, my team is a reflection of me of and of the business and the learning moments from this go deep. And I always make sure that my team is equipped with the knowledge and confidence to move forward and not make those same mistakes again without shame. 
So if you're a business owner, you are a leader. I just want you to remember that. And being a leader means taking responsibility for everything within your business. It is your business. You went into business for a reason. You wanted that control. So you need to take ownership of everything that happens, the good, the bad, the ugly. The next time something goes wrong, I just recommend you really assess it, sit with it, ask yourself how you could have prevented it and make a plan for what you're going to do to correct the course and avoid making the same mistake in the future. For me, half the time that means pulling out Google Sheets or a notebook or just making a plan and really assessing and doubling back. And sometimes that takes more time. And as business owners, like we definitely work outside our boundaries just to keep things going and well-oiled. And that's just what's required sometimes to be a good leader. And you sign up for that when you sign up for entrepreneurship. So to wrap this up, I just want to say that I promise you that taking ownership will teach you so much more than wallowing in your failures. You will find the holes in your business, your processes, and you'll be really eager to make changes that benefit your organization. So that's it for today. I know today's episode was way different than what I usually throw out at you, but it's really been weighing on me as I like am around other business owners and my team and growing the team and just being present for it all. (laughs) So if you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review on whatever platform you're listening. Help this episode find other people or, you know, something. Maybe help it find Jocko Willink. Jocko, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan. (laughs) I love your books and it'd be cool to have lunch with you. My husband would love to tag along too. He'd probably be super jealous if it was just us. So he was a fan of you first. (laughs) anyways thank you everyone for tuning into this episode till the next episode see you later 